Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. I want to pick up the message I did a couple started a couple of weeks ago on faith and wisdom work together. Last week, Marilyn preached an amazing message on charisma and character. Charisma and gifting can open doors, but character is what will keep them open, and you'll have credibility to fulfill a blessed and successful life. You weren't here. You really need to get online and check that message out because it was very, very powerful. And it follows on with faith and wisdom always work together. Wisdom is needed in every area of our lives. The Bible, uh, the whole book of Proverbs is about wisdom. 31 chapters. I love reading the book, book of Proverbs. It always amazes me, inspires me, challenges me. Proverbs 2.6 says, For the Lord gives wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. Wisdom, at one of the, I think it's uh, chapter 8, says wisdom is the principal thing. You can have lots of money, but you can lose it quickly by poor investments. You can have good health or great talent or great ability, but if we don't have wisdom to know what to do with it and how to use it, we can just waste it. Relationships, we can have the most amazing relationships, but with lack of wisdom, we can sabotage and destroy them. We push people away by our own wounds and hurts. Sometimes parents try to get their kids to fulfill their, their unfulfilled dreams. And it only causes chaos. And we need wisdom in our workplace. We need wisdom today for all those scam messages that come to us to know what's a scam and what's actually a genuine message. It's getting harder and harder to know, isn't it? And we need the Holy Spirit's wisdom, but we also need to be alert and aware and educated on what we can trust and what we can't. And God wants us to grow in wisdom. And uh, I've heard some Christians say, well, God's going to look after us, so we don't need to worry about insurance. Now, that's a tricky issue because sometimes we can't afford it. But if you can afford it, wisdom will tell you in this culture, it's better to have it. Say, well, I'm not going to run into anyone, but someone might run into you, and then your life savings are wiped out because of lack of wisdom. My wife and I years ago had a very sad situation. We did a wedding for a lovely couple, had two kids, and uh, the husband, he had severe asthma, and one day he tragically died. But he'd never got around to get any life insurance or look providing for his family and they were destitute for years because he just lacked wisdom to look after and do what he needed to do. You might say, well, that's not trusting God. It's faith and wisdom always work together. It's not one or the other. And I've met way too many Christians say, well, God will look after me. Yes, he will, but you need to walk with wisdom and faith. I want to encourage you because I've seen way too many people struggle with that same with our health sometimes wisdom would tell us change what you eat but no 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 we just we don't want to really want to do that we just eat what we want and then we have to come to God all the time to get healing instead of living in divine health I'd rather live in divine health than have to every week come and ask God to heal me because of my lack of wisdom of how I live. Anyway, let's move on because it's a little bit tense out there. <laughs> James 3. 
I just thought I'd throw a few arrows out there to get you thinking. And now we'll, we'll have a look at how the Word of God can help us to get more wisdom. James 3.13. Who is wise and understanding among you? Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Wisdom will bring humility. Knowledge will puff up with pride. But if you harbour bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come from heaven, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. For where you have envy and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every evil practice. But the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. There are three types of wisdom mentioned here. Human wisdom, devilish or demonic wisdom, and the wisdom from God. And uh, we talked about some of these two weeks ago, but I just want to quickly unpack it again, and then I want to look at some of the rewards of living a life of wisdom today. Human wisdom, that's what we get by going to school by going to university, by reading, by studying, by traineeships. We get wisdom by talking with people, learning, reading, studying. And God wants us to have that. And you can have wisdom, uh, you can have human wisdom whether you're a Christian or not. The pilot, he gets wisdom how to fly that plane whether he's a Christian or not. The doctor gets wisdom how to treat symptoms whether he's a Christian or not. So we can learn and God says, hey, gather all that wisdom that you can but don't live by it alone because if God's not in the picture you're going to miss out on some of the divine wisdom which is absolutely essential to live an overcoming life the second one is demonic wisdom this is where the enemy <coughs> deceives us Adam and Eve the devil came and said if you eat of this fruit you will have wisdom and know all things. What a terrible deception that was. And that still continues today. People have talent. The enemy will lead them down a pathway, if you're not careful, that you will destroy your life or other people around you. Just try it once. It'll be fun. And then it destroys your life. doesn't matter about being faithful in relationships. Just have some fun. Destroys families. And so there's so many ways. You can get rich quick scheme. How many people have lost hard-earned money because of deceptive investment schemes? Be very, very careful. A wise man taught me a long time ago, if you can't afford to lose it, then don't invest that into a risky investment. If you've got a spare thousand dollars, think, okay, if I lose it, it's not the end of the world and I might make some. But if it's going to be something that's going to cause hardship and heartache, don't touch it. And I worked in a bank for years and I've seen the, the other side of so many people's lives destroyed by lack of wisdom with investments and, uh, and we need to ask God for wisdom. So demonic wisdom can not only take you in a wrong path, it will cause you to believe that you can do it without God. And so, so much of what we see, the rulers of this age are there um, to destroy any wisdom that suspends the wisdom of God and says you can do it or some other source or power can do it is 
demonic. And it's foolish to say that there is no God. And we see that today. A lot of the woke philosophies are driven by evil darkness. And you can see, sometimes you just know there's a force pushing this. It's demonic foolishness, but in the world's eyes, wisdom. And I just can't believe what educated, trained, experienced people are now believing is reality. And it's not. It's deception. It's the foolish wisdom of this world that is destroying people's lives. And uh, the third one is godly wisdom. And that's what we need to have. Where we can have human natural wisdom that you've studied and learned. And then you have godly wisdom that comes and multiplies your fruitfulness in life. And I want to encourage you. We can do that. 1 Corinthians 2, 13, 14 says, This is what we speak, not in words taught us by human wisdom, but in words taught by the Spirit, explaining spiritual realities with Spirit-taught words. The person without the Spirit does not accept the things that come from the Spirit of God, but considers them foolishness and cannot understand them because they are discerned only through the Spirit. The Holy Spirit's there all the time teaching us. You can be in a workplace, in a work meeting, all of a sudden the Holy Spirit says, don't touch that, this is what you need to do. How awesome is that when you get that word of knowledge, word of wisdom, or just a knowing in your heart, this is the way to go, and all of a sudden, blessing overflows your heart and your life. And God wants us to live in that overflow, in the the provision and blessing of God in our lives. So we talked briefly about ways to grow in wisdom. Number one, you need to desire it. It's been a passion of my heart ever since I was a Christian. I've read Proverbs probably hundreds of times since then, saying, God, teach me wisdom. Give me wisdom, your wisdom, so that I can live a successful, blessed life for myself and it will overflow and touch hundreds or thousands of other people. And that's what God wants us to do. And uh, so if you desire wisdom, if you desire something, you ask for it. James 1.5 says, if any of you lacks wisdom... We'll put a hand up. Some of us have got both hands up. Some of us have got both feet up saying, yeah, we need wisdom. It says, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. So you've got to ask and then be willing to listen and receive. And we ask for wisdom and God sends someone along to teach you. And we don't listen to them because they challenge us to change some of our ways. God, I just want you to speak to me through the word and by your spirit. He says, you've asked for wisdom. I've sent you a mentor that's going to teach you. And sometimes we push away the very people that God sent in answer to your prayer. Hopefully we learn quickly not to push away the pastors, the leaders, the the spiritual mums and dads, the coaches, people who come that can teach us the ways of wisdom. I love Solomon. He asked for it, didn't he? He became the king. And he says in 2 Chronicles 1.11, God said to Solomon, since this is your heart's desire and you have not asked for wealth, possessions or honour, nor for the death of your enemies, and since you have not asked for a long life, but for wisdom and knowledge to govern my people over whom I have made you king, therefore wisdom and knowledge will be given to you. And I will also give you wealth, possessions and honour, such as no king who was before you ever had and none after you will have. He asked for wisdom And God gave him everything else as well. If you have wisdom, 
He'll often bless other areas of your life. 1 Kings 4 and 29 says, God gave Solomon wisdom and very great insight, a breadth of understanding as measureless as a sand on the seashore. Solomon's wisdom was greater than the wisdom of all the people of the east and greater than all the wisdom of Egypt, which was the world power at that time. God can give you wisdom to be the best parent possible. You mightn't be the boss, but you'll be the one that comes up with creative ideas and you're humble enough to sow them and let other people think it was their idea. That's humility. When when God gives you the creative idea and you just sow it and it doesn't matter if someone else gets the credit, that takes humility. But even if you do that, you may be blessing hundreds of people. And even as Christians, we don't have to try and make it look like we're the wise one. Sometimes just sow a seed of truth and speak the truth in love and an adjustment that needs to be made in the way they communicate and it might change their world. Whether you get the credit or not, that doesn't matter because it's really God's wisdom anyway. It's not, it's not us, we've learned a long time ago, just sow it and leave the results to God and there will be a blessing will flow. Daniel one twenty says, in every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king questioned him, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters in his whole kingdom. Ten times better because they trusted God who was the source of all wisdom. Daniel 2.21 says, he changes times and seasons, he deposes kings and raises up others, he gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. So you want wisdom? Ask for it. Number two, it comes with the fear of the Lord which is in short supply in a whole lot of people's lives in the world today. We think we've got it all sorted. The fear of the Lord, Psalm 111.10 says, is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding. To him belongs eternal praise. Humility and surrender to God and you will have a healthy fear of God. That's not a terror of God. That's just saying, God, you're in charge. And every decision I make, I make it in the light of eternity. Lord, is this a good decision to bless me or my family or the people in my workplace? Is this something that's going to bless the people in our church? So you make decisions in the light of eternity so you don't make short-term get-rich schemes for me. Or this will boost my popularity. This will give me another few thousand likes on my Facebook page. You see how subtle it can get? It's all about us, but it's about him. And we surrender him in humility. He will flow through you in greater measure than you can imagine. He will bless your business and you'll have so much money you won't know what to do with it if you honor God and keep sowing it to blessing the poor and needy and the kingdom of God. Proverbs 15.33 says, Wisdom's instruction is to fear the Lord and humility comes before honor wow god resists the proud but gives grace to the humble and being humble doesn't think doesn't mean you think less of yourself you just think of yourself less to be humble doesn't mean you think less of yourself because i've had people with false humility think oh i'm no good it's it's not me don't think less of yourself let's stand up with confidence in who god's but think of yourself less and be thinking of God and others a lot more. That's what humility really is. Number three, if you want to grow in humility, get close to Jesus. Luke 2.52 says, Jesus kept increasing in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. 
He was full of the Spirit of God already, but it says he kept growing in wisdom. He studied, he learnt. Colossians 2, 3 says, In Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. If you get to know Jesus and live out, hang out with him in worship, in prayer, in surrender, let me tell you, you will grow in wisdom quicker than any other way. He imparts it to us. You just know. Fourthly, if you want to grow in wisdom, the Holy Spirit will bring wisdom. Isaiah 11, 2 says, The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him, the Spirit of wisdom. This is prophetically about Jesus. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of wisdom. So if you're led by the Spirit, you respond to his nudges. I pray in other tongues in a heavenly language, and often afterwards I just start getting all these creative thoughts. I'm maybe trying to work a situation out. What do I say or do? I pray in the Spirit and often, sometimes immediately, sometimes in within a day or two, all these answers or wisdom just comes. I thought, God, that's thank you for that. I could never have thought about that. And sometimes it even goes contrary to what worldly opinion might be because the Spirit of God knows the whole story. Human wisdom only knows part of the story. And that's where God helps us on the journey. And uh, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, the spirit of the knowledge and the fear of the Lord. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 and 8 says, Now to each one the manifestation of the spirit is given for the common good. To one there is given through the spirit a message of wisdom, to another a message of knowledge by the means of the same spirit. And the Apostle Paul, he loved seeking after wisdom. Listen to this one, Ephesians 1.17. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Getting revelation is amazing. You read a scripture and all of a sudden it jumps out. Whoa, I've got to tell everyone about this. Wisdom will then tell you when and how you communicate that truth. Sometimes he wants it to just grow in your own heart for a while. Sometimes I'm reading or I'm uh, worshipping and I get a, a download of revelation. Oh, that'd be an awesome message next time I'm speaking. And the Holy Spirit says, nah, let that settle in your mind and heart. And sometimes I'll, I'll jot it down so I don't forget it. You ever had a dream during the night and you think, well, you're half awake. Oh, that's awesome. I'll write that down in the morning. You wake up and you can't remember a thing. How frustrating is that? Oh, that's oh, that's awesome, Lord. And you, for, for the life of you, you can't remember it. If that happens, I say, Holy Spirit, please bring it back if I'm meant to remember it. <coughs> and he does. And sometimes a year later, I'll get the nudge and say, remember what I showed you a year ago? I've been working that in your life and now it's time to teach it. Other times, he'll download something like this morning, I just felt the prodigal son and the and the compassionate Father, and I know it was for people right now. And so there are times where it's meant to be shared there, other times written down or prayed over. And it says, um, to each, oh, sorry, about wisdom and revelation. So ask the Holy Spirit for wisdom, what you do with any revelation. Fifthly, if you want to grow in wisdom, the Word of God. Joshua 1.8 says, keep this book of the law always on your lips, meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful, do everything written in it. Then you'll be prosperous and successful. The word of God will show you how to live with wisdom. Psalm 19.7 says, The law of the Lord is perfect. It gives new strength. The commands of the Lord are trustworthy, 
giving wisdom to those who lack it. So reading and devotions and studying the Word of God, journaling, it will just give you a a growing cumulative wisdom over your life. It really will. And I love hanging out with people who are just wise. They just say the wisest things. I love hanging out with them. I hope you you are one that people like spending time with you because they know you're going to speak words of love and wisdom. You're not going to be critical, putting people down, judging them. Sometimes we just got to close our mouth a bit more and listen. That's why God's given us two ears and one mouth. Another guy said, um, keep your mouth closed and appear ignorant because when you open it, you'll remove all doubt. (laughs) If we're not living with wisdom, we say the dumbest things sometimes. We do the dumbest things. Triggered and stirred, but God's grace can bring wisdom over our hearts and our lives. So get into the Word of God. Sixthly, if you want to grow in wisdom, hang out with wise people and learn from. Proverbs 13.20 says, Walk with the wise and become wise, for a companion of fools suffers harm. Spend time with wise people and you're more likely to grow in wisdom. Deuteronomy 34.9 says, Now Joshua was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. Spent 40 years learning. Proverbs 13.10 says, Through pride and presumption come nothing but strife, but skillful and godly wisdom is with those who welcome well-advised counsel. You know, that's when we've got into trouble most in our life. We've just got ahead and did it ourselves. We didn't ask for advice or support from those who love us or maybe can speak in and give us help. Don't be afraid. Because if it's a God idea, it'll survive anyone's um, advice. Even if they say, oh, don't be silly. But if it's God, he'll just keep bringing it to the surface. And sometimes they'll have a word of wisdom how to live it out better. You've got a creative idea to run a business or to, to evangelize and reach people. It's a safe thing to talk to some pastors and leaders and other trusted friends and prayer partners because often they'll say, hey, that's a great idea. But I was praying the other day and I believe with wisdom we could do it this way and that might really just run. Well, that's a great idea, but I think God wants to just build that into your life a little bit longer so it's a safe place for you to do it. Because what's wisdom? Right time, right idea, and the right way. That's what wisdom is for our lives. And boy, we need it more than ever today. And a couple other ones, learn from your mistakes. It's easy to learn from other people's mistakes, but we don't learn very well from other people's mistakes. Often we learn from our own, and some of us don't even learn very well from our own. Proverbs, um, sorry, James 4, 6 and 7. He gives more grace. That's why Scripture says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. Submit yourselves to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Proverbs 14, 1. The wise woman builds her house. Referring not just to a physical house, but her family, her network, her relationships. But with her own hands, the foolish one tears hers down. And that's just not women. I've seen men do it just as well. How do we tear it down? By our words, by our judgments, by our rejections of people, by letting our past hurts and triggers govern our present 
or future responses when God says, hey, I want to heal you so that you don't repeat these mistakes. And so there's so many ways that we can either tear it down or we can build it up. And our mouth is one of the greatest builder-uppers and the greatest tearer-downers. It really, really, really is. We need to preach again on the power of the tongue, I think, because we all wrestle with that. And uh, the last one I got down here, there's lots of others, and then we'll just look at a couple of rewards before we wrap it up. Through discipline and training. Proverbs 29.15 says, To discipline a child produces wisdom, but a mother is disgraced by an undisciplined child. Wow, that proverb is still true. And it's so sad that some of the worldly wisdom on raising kids is you don't, you don't ever discipline them because that might affect their self-esteem or their identity. How destructive a lie is that? When they're young, we've got to set boundaries. We've got to point them in the right direction. And sometimes there is some discipline. And the word discipline, one quarter of the meaning of the word discipline is punishment or correction. The other three quarters is showing them a better way. So we've even got a wrong concept of what discipline really means. And God's there to help discipline us. He'll show, hey, don't do it that way. This is, I'll show you how to do it this way and how to respond that way and, and how to listen more and speak less and, and how to be creative and don't just keep repeating the same mistakes. How to play. These guys in transformation put themselves with wisdom in a place where they can get healed and restored. You come to church and you put your kids in kids' church or in, or in youth or we get connected to a connector where we can grow and learn to relate and accept and honour one another. That's wisdom because we're in a place where we can grow. Proverbs 9.8 says, Do not correct a scoffer who foolishly ridicules and takes no responsibility for his error or he will hate you. Correct a wise man who learns from his error and he will love you. Isn't that amazing? You can say the same thing to two people and they'll blame you and say, out of here, I don't want to listen to you. And they head for destruction. Someone else says, oh boy, I've never seen it like that. This is hard, but thank you. For it. And can you help me change this? That's someone who's teachable. And when you become a Christian and grow in God, there'll be times where he will say, no, just stop it. Well, Lord, I'd like to, but I don't know how to. Now that you've asked me, I'll show you how, and I'll get some people around you that will help you. And that's the difference. So a couple of rewards of wisdom to wrap it up today. Proverbs chapter 8 refers to wisdom in a personal way. It actually says, run after it. Build a desire for wisdom. So how do you, the rewards of wisdom is humility. Proverbs 11.2, when pride comes, then comes disgrace, but with humility comes wisdom. The fear of the Lord leads to humility, which leads to wisdom. Another reward of wisdom is you grow in knowledge and understanding. Proverbs 2.5, 6 says, for the Lord gives skillful and godly wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. These are some of the rewards of wisdom. So you get humility will grow. Knowledge will grow. Wisdom brings healing. Proverbs 12, 18. The words of the reckless pierce like swords. The tongue of the wise brings healing. Wow, I pray we've got a wise church that brings healing to our broken, hurting community. Speaking words that bring healing. Wisdom makes you skillful. 
Exodus 35, 30 says, Then Moses said to the Israelites, See, the Lord has chosen Bezalel, son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. He has filled him with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, with knowledge, with all kinds of skills to make artistic designs for work in gold, silver and bronze, to cut and set stones, to work in wood and to engage in all kinds of artistic crafts. Did you hear that? God will give you wisdom so you can be very creative in whatever your field is, whether it's making clothes, whether it's designing computer programs, whether it's fixing cars, whatever field God takes you in, whether it's medicine, you can excel like Daniel because you have the added benefit of wisdom from God. doesn't make you better, it just makes you better equipped to navigate life. And God wants us to do that. And uh, wisdom brings victory and safety. I love this one. Proverbs 24, 6 says, For by wise guidance you can wage your war, and in the abundance of wise counsellors there is victory and safety. Wow, we need that more than ever. There's a lot of stuff out there that's supposed wisdom, but it's foolishness, because it says the fool has said in their heart, there is no God. And so many today... Evolution was designed from the pit of hell to deny the reality of a creator. We've now got so-called woke-isms that seem wisdom in the world's eyes, but it's absolute foolishness. Because it's against all of God's plan and purpose for our lives. And God wants us to understand that with wisdom brings victory and safety. Proverbs 28, 26, those who trust in themselves are fools... But those who walk in wisdom are kept safe. I love Proverbs. It just tells it like it is. We need a few more straight talkers in love to our crazy world. And wisdom will help you to have a long life. This is good news. We've got a lot of grey-haired or no-haired people out here, so we've got a lot of wisdom in this place. But like I said a couple of weeks ago, wisdom isn't just from old age. It's from responding to God and keeping a soft, teachable heart. Proverbs 9.11 For through wisdom your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. I claim that one. Proverbs 9.11 For through wisdom your days will be many, and years will be added to your life. How awesome is that? Sadly, we've seen way too many people's lives cut short because of lack of wisdom. And God wants us to understand. Proverbs 16, 16. How much better to get wisdom than gold, to get insight rather than silver. So wisdom's more important than money. Because if you have wisdom, you'll probably end up with resource. So wisdom is more important than all those other things added together. As the worship team comes, we'll wrap it up today. So to wrap up, ask God for a word of wisdom or knowledge. Listen to the advice of godly leaders. Zeal, passion and enthusiasm without wisdom can be dangerous. You've got a 10-year-old saying, Dad, I know how to drive. Can I drive the car? Well, that's zeal, but not wisdom. And there's so many things in life that we think we're ready for and God says, hey, wisdom will say, you need to learn some more. You need to hang out with wise people so that you can become wise and credible and safe. 
and God wants to help us in those journeys. I remember I went on a missions trip many years ago to Vietnam and uh, we had an amazing time but we had one guy on the team. He wasn't from our church, he was a friend invited along and he wanted to be seen as the great hero. So we'd raised some funds and we were going to use it to help the underground church and to buy Bibles and do everything. He'd organised some extra funds and he's just started handing it out anywhere and everywhere and almost got us all arrested because of a communist country and the church was underground and he was so foolish but he thought he was wise and took this extra money he didn't tell us about and it jeopardised the whole team because of lack of wisdom. And I've had several cases like that on missions teams where you've really got to walk with wisdom. Really walk with wisdom. It's not about us, it's about him and about the kingdom. And unity of team and church is more important than you thinking you've got the right answer. And it's hard today because everyone's opinion is valued and validated, but sometimes it's just foolishness and we've got to be careful that we walk with wisdom. So to wrap it up, James 1.5 in the CEV version says, If any of you needs wisdom, you should ask God, and it will be given to you. God is generous and won't correct you for asking. That's good news to finish today. So don't think, oh, I should know that. Ask God and ask someone wise for wisdom. It might save you a whole lot of heartache and it might just help you break through into a whole new place. Let's stand in His presence today. So I've done a whole pile of teaching on wisdom. Throwing out lots of scriptures. I thank God for the wisdom of so many in this church. And you're being a blessing in your neighborhood, your families. But I want to encourage us, let's keep reaching up for wisdom. Why don't you reach up your hands to heaven and just like an invitation, say, God, I'm putting both hands up because I need wisdom. Lord, thank you for the gift of wisdom, for the word of wisdom. Lord, for human wisdom that you've given us to do life. But Lord, I thank you for the, the wisdom of God, the wisdom of the Holy Spirit that helps us excel, makes us safe, helps us with humility. Lord, helps us to download from your open heaven to be a blessing to everyone that we're in contact with. Lord, I pray for that anointing of Daniel and Joseph upon us, that we will be a huge blessing to our community. Lord, to our school, our workplace, or our extended family. Lord, I pray that You would move us from places of self-focus, but into a place of wisdom that honours You and blesses one another. God, as we reach out, You would give us wisdom how to do it the most effective way. Lord, when we pray for people, we'll be pray with wisdom to know what to say and what not to say. Holy Spirit, let wisdom fill everything that we do. When we move in the gifts of the Spirit and pray for the sick, Lord, as we move in the gift of faith, Lord, we'll do it with wisdom, I pray. Lord, when we work with unsaved relatives, Lord, give us wisdom sometimes to close our mouth and pray and other times to sow a seed that's just going to break open their heart and their life. Lord, I pray for wisdom when we work with people who once were in church, but now offence and hypocrisy has driven them away. Lord, give us wisdom how to make them thirsty to return. Lord, let them see the blessing of God on our hearts. Let them see how we handle difficult times and they say, I need what you have. God, release that over our souls. 
I pray for wisdom with our health, Lord. Wisdom with our finances. Lord, wisdom in our relationships. Lord, wisdom in using the gifts and skills You've given us so we walk with character and integrity, not just charisma and gifting. I thank You for it today. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.